0: Pan's Labyrinth, the dark Spanish-language fantasy film by Guillermo del Toro, is probably playing in an arthouse cinema near you. Our dear leader, publisher of Escape Pod, Steve Ely, has a review. Pan's Labyrinth, written and directed by Guillermo del Toro, may be a sign of the maturing of fantasy cinema. I mean that both as a comment on its complexity and substance, and that it's for mature audiences only. If you happen to read that there's a ten-year-old girl protagonist and lots of magical creatures, and think it'd be fun to take your kids, don't. This is the kind of movie that could screw a kid up for years. I publish a horror podcast, and it shook me up, and for the first time in years, my wife had to cover her eyes for some scenes. I went in knowing very little about it, only that it was a historical fantasy, and that Del Toro had directed Hellboy. Yeah, that's some research. Coming out, I decided that Pan's Labyrinth was best characterized as the Anti-Narnia. Like Narnia, it's set during World War II, this time in Spain, in the aftermath of the Spanish Civil War. Young Ophelia and her pregnant mother are moved to the country under the protection of her mother's new husband, an army captain plagued by rebels in the hills. Ophelia meets fairies, then an aging fawn who tells her she's a magical princess who can reclaim her birthright and return to the underground kingdom if she just completes a few simple tasks. If this all sounds familiar to you, don't be fooled. The captain isn't a kindly old gentleman, but a genuinely evil and brutal man. The new home is an armed camp sick with tension and treachery. And the magic that Ophelia is enchanted by? It's not all sparkly pixie dust and glittering castles. It's the magic of old nature, dark and muddy and primeval. Our helpful faun is ancient, his bones rattle ominously, and his lined face pulls off the trick of looking friendly and vaguely frightening at the same time. The script is strong and mostly consistent. There were only two points where I was thrown off by characters being uncharacteristically stupid. I won't give spoilers. I'll just say food and knife. But that's a better batting record than most movies. There's as much time spent on the mundane story of the rebels and the captain's poisoned household as there is on the fantasy, which seemed to annoy some people in the audience, but I understood its necessity. The theme here, as in so many children's fairy tales, is escape. There is plenty of ambiguity here as to whether the magical realm is real or just something Ophelia is making up. I think it works well enough either way that I chose not to dwell on it. But the world she's escaping from is so dark, so wrong, that it twists the world she's escaping to as well. The magic itself is dark enough, and her task's morally gray enough, that when Ophelia has to make choices, when she has to pick a world, it's not trivial. I won't go on about the graphic violence, or the torture sequences, or the incredible costumes and visual effects. It's a very good movie, technically and story-wise, but I want to make clear that this is not a fantasy movie to be taken lightly. It's a dark, heavy film that'll stick with you for a while and maybe make you feel a bit better that you don't have to escape the way Ophelia did. For Escape Pod, I'm Steve Ealy.